Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Harris driving right side, gets along the baseline, finds McCullough for three, bingo! Kevin McCullough from the left wing, and the Hawks have their biggest lead. Right at the rim, shot, but it wouldn't go, and now Cam driving against Murphy. Layup, yes, and an and one! Left side to Kaluma, good pass inside, and another one to Gasson from Jarrell Colbert, how about that? What a play by the Wildcat big man! it off to KJ. Now Dickinson from 17. Got it to go. Hunter Dickinson with a pure jumper there. KU by three. Screen comes from Adams. Ahead to KJ. To the cup. A monster jam. The White Sea parted and this game is tied. Top of the circle, Arthur Kaluma. Left side to Tyler. He's open for three. Yes! Yes! Yes for Tyler Perry! Now to McDowell, a three-pointer is on the way, and that one is off the mark, and Kansas State, for a second straight year, has knocked off Kansas in overtime. The Wildcats win it 75-70. to Is anybody surprised what happened last night? Does anybody just sit back and say, how in the heck did that happen? I'm going to sit back and say, no, I'm not. I watched that entire game last night. I am not shocked at what happened. Kansas State winning in overtime for the second time in a row at Bramlage over Kansas State. 75-70, the final score last night. I watched everything from tip to the final buzzer in overtime. Christian, were you that dialed in last night? I was not. I missed the first, uh, like, five minutes of the ball game. But then I was dialed in. It was a very fun watch. And, uh, you know, I was on this uh, bandwagon pretty early, but... To be completely honest with you, I, like I'm sure uh, many fans out there, kind of went into this ball game. hey, maybe there's a shot that this game gets turned off somewhere in the second half, uh, if you know what I mean. But I don't know. It. I mean, Kansas, played, Kansas State, I should say, played a heck of a ball game, and not only did they win, but the entertainment factor was there all the way through, back and forth, and a super, super fun ball game to watch. I don't know, for me at least. It was. I mean, I have no skin in the game. Um, <laughs> my biggest thought going to bed last night was this. This is this is selfish, Ross. Well, that K-State win, that's nice. That's nice right there because, man, who beat K-State this year? Oh, that's right. Nebraska beat Kansas State at Bramlage Coliseum. So that's what happened. Oh, so Nebraska gets a little bit of a boost because of this win. Thank you, Kansas State. We appreciate that. Oh, that's so nice. I don't know. Drum Tang, I think, has only lost like three home games his entire career, and one of them's to Nebraska. Makes my heart so happy. So happy. There you go. Selfish Ross for just a few seconds oh, there. Nonetheless, say, yeah. nonetheless, 
I'm not surprised by this game. Let's just look at the factors. Kansas comes in. They are off of, they're probably what, their biggest win of the season? Taking down number yeah, four Houston at home? One of the biggest wins of the season, period, I think, okay. for any team. Probably. So they, 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 have that, they have that in their feather cap. Kansas State's coming off what? Their worst loss of the season? Pretty darn close, if not that. Yeah, probably. They, they Pretty darn close. Smoked nonetheless, times, but yeah. nonetheless, then you're, but then you're, the big thing is you come home. If this game was at Allen Fieldhouse, it probably would have been over at halftime. Mm. That's probably what would have happened. That. But because it was at Bramlage and that crowd, which was nuts, I accidentally had my TV speakers rocking. turned up a little bit too loud. And that first three pointer that went in, I think from Cam Carter. To get the game going, I mean, I was just like, gee, many Christmas. And they had, the audio guy was having some issues, mixing levels. It was too loud at times and not at others. I don't know what they were doing at ESPN last night. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Shout but, out to the production guy. Every time a shot went in, that crowd mic went Oh, my gosh. We, way up. We I'm know sure it's loud. I'm not the only one that noticed We that. know it's loud, and it, it's a nut house. That's what it was. And there's no – and. As much as we talk about a 10-point differential for Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas State at least gets a six, a five or six <laughs> points. I'm going to give them You're that. You're not willing to spot them the full 10? I'll spot them six. I'm not going to give them full 10. No, not going to do that. That's that's meant for the fog. That's meant for magical places where you never win. You can go, to, you can go and win, in, uh, you can go and win in, in Manhattan. Heck, Nebraska proved that this year, so come on now. Uh, but you don't go to Kansas and win. That never happens. So, anyway, I don't know. I, what were some of the biggest takeaways from this game for you, Christian? I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll get the party started because I think the biggest takeaway was the stat of the night from Jay Billis. We talk about the roller coaster that is Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry had 21 points in, overtime, in, in the second half in overtime. 21 points. And he in his career, which he's a 2,000-point scorer in his career, you know, stops at North Texas. He was also, I believe, at either Coffeyville or uh, Independence. He was in the he was in the he was in the Kansas Jayhawk for a while as well. And then, but he's a two thousand point career score. Seventy three percent of his two thousand plus career points come in the second half. It takes him a while to get going. He is a diesel engine. He's a diesel engine on a cold day. It's going to take a while. You know, we'll get going, but it's going to take a while to get there. That's Tyler Perry for you. He came alive in the second half. Kansas, once again, got no production off the bench. Kansas State got some. Uh, Kansas got no production off the bench. Kevin McCuller missed crucial free throws down the stretch, which was big. And I'll tell you what, the crowd got the teams so amped up, especially the team wearing white and purple last night. But I'm shocked they won this game because they were turning the ball over at an alarming rate and in just dumb ways. You know, dribbling down the floor, losing the basketball with nobody touching you. You know, running down, throwing a pass to the backboard where nobody was and banging it off the backboard. What was that? I mean, Kansas State <laughs> should be just that thankful that they won that game with all the buffoonery that they did with the basketball last night. But... They found a way. They made shots down the stretch. Kansas didn't. I once again, even though both teams didn't play a lot of bench depth, I still got to think that limiting that bench for Kansas is going to hurt them as the season goes on. Guys are going to get tired. Guys are going to wear down. 
And all another big point from last night. And once again, you can throw your points at any time you want, but three-point shooting. Kansas is the worst three-point shooting team in the Big 12. I'm telling you right now, it is going to hurt them in the tournament. You have to be able to make threes. The game has changed. That's what gives teams the underdogs, you know, in those 215s, heck, the 116s, whatever else you want to throw in there. The underdogs, they go out and they make a bunch of threes. That's how they beat the teams that are bigger than them because the bigger teams are like, well, we can shoot the three, but we've got these big body guys, and we'll use them. Look, it's great to have Hunter Dickinson. He's great. Kansas just really only has, what, one really decent three-point shooter, would you say, in Johnny Furphy? That's about it, right? That might be it. Yeah, Kevin McCuller. I mean, Kevin McCuller's okay. I consider him more of a slasher. Well, slasher first, I think he's a very capable gunner from outside. But nonetheless, those biggest things, once again, the same things reared their ugly heads for Kansas. Limited bench depth, lack of of three-point shooting. The free-throw shooting was interesting. Don't remember that being an issue in the past. But, you know, Kansas State gets the win. Their crowd should get credit for this win because they give them six points. That was enough, you know, to pull them out of that one. So, like I said, it's just, I don't know. It, 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 the, it, was, it was surprising, but at the same time, I'm not sitting here like, wow, I can't believe that didn't happen because it almost just seemed like it should have. Kansas is coming off an ultimate high on the road. K-State's fighting for their tournament lives. They have got to have this win to get back in the conversation, and they get it done. I know that you... We're confident in this game going in, and good for you. You you know you pat, patted yourself on the back more than once, but not about the fact that you kind of called this uh, from yesterday, so I'll do some padding uh, for you. But I will say me and I'm sure many other fans around the area were, were not as confident. This I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I'll certainly speak for myself and say – this wasn't a game I was fully confident going into. Again, don't really have a dog in the race as much as I have supported K-State across this year. Wasn't as confident as maybe I thought I would be going into this game if you had asked me, you know, two weeks ago about this Sunflower Showdown. And I was struck by a couple of things. One of them is the same as Ross just pointed out, is that The Cats did not play a perfect game. In fact, far from it. This was not a pretty ball game for them. You did not, usually to to beat a number four team in the country, especially in a rivalry ball game, you have to do a lot of things right. You have to do a lot uh, of what you like to do right. And that wasn't always the case. 16 turns is usually more than you can overcome against a number four team. 41% from the field, 35 under, 35% from three. Not things that you look at and say, oh man, I feel confident about winning this ball game. And those aren't just numbers on a sheet. I'm sure anyone watching the ball game last night could tell you, yeah, it wasn't always pretty uh, for the Cats, but hey, they got done what they needed to get done. And one of them was what Ross said, as simple as, Bucket getters. They got buckets when they needed to. T. Perry down the stretch was incredible. That stat, he said it a couple times, but 72, was it 72 or 73 percent? It's the low 70 percentile, like 72, 73 percent of the time, or 73 percent of Tyler Perry's career points have come in the second half or after halftime. I mean, any cat fan can tell you this, this kid's, you know, 
putting your heart rate at risk every time he steps onto the floor. It, but he gets the buckets down the stretch when he needs to. Not always, but last night more than once. They were they were huge. I mean, golly, that three off the elevator doors play from the left wing in overtime, humongous. My other thing I have to say, two things. One was rebounding. You out-rebounded Kansas by 10, including, I mean, you gave up 12 rebounds to Dickinson. That's the way life goes. He is leads uh, the league in rebounds, and he continued to do that last night. But he was kind of the only one that really was able to own the glass. Uh, K.J. Adams had two boards, two, for probably the most athletic man on the floor last night. Held to just two boards, that's huge. 11 for Cam Carter is big. You know I love when guards crash the glass, 16 boards combined for T. Perry and Cam Carter. That's big. The other thing was the defense on Dickinson, particularly in the first half. 8 of 18 is not a a field goal percentage, whereas a defense, you go, man, yeah, you, you pump your fist and look what a great job we did on him. But for a guy like Dickinson, you know, whose most of his shots are chippies and is one of the hardest guys to guard in the league, let alone the country, I thought the defense they played on him, again, particularly in the first half, was big. Also, Kevin McCuller, 6 of 18 from the field. Oof, and those free throw misses were huge. Yeah, 1 of 5 from the foul line for Kevin McCuller is not going to get it done. Uh, especially late in the game. Hunter Dickinson, by the way, I think had like 25 points because he tipped in two buckets for Kansas State as well. He only got credited, though, for 21 of that. So I know for sure he tipped in one of those. Barry got his hand in I, there somewhere. Yeah, somewhat, yeah. You, if you saw the look on Hunter Dickinson's face after that one, he's just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that was tough. Tipped it in. It was funny, but tough. So, and, you know, Cam Carr and Tyler Perry played all 45 minutes last night. Never got a break. That's a lot Crazy. of basketball. And give Cram in Kansas is KJ Adams played forty three, Dewan- Wando and, and Kevin McCuller played forty three. But here's the thing, I mean, no bench production for Kansas. They have no trust in the bench. They just don't. Nor they had a total they. of 21, 21 minutes total off the bench, and a total of two points. It's just, it, you've got to get more. Kansas State, on the other hand, I'm not saying they were great, but they at least got 11 points off the bench from Gasson and Will McNair, the two bigs. Yeah, you know, and they, it was huge. They, 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 need, they, they need, need big depth. To... They just need some, I don't even know, Kansas just needs some depth. They just need someone to go out there and be able to give them just a couple buckets in a few minutes, whatever. Shoot, they need something. They just have no depth. It just, uh, you can just tell... That when they went out and they recruited and, they, and the team they put together, it's just not the team they thought they were going to be when they got to campus. In their mind, I they thought bad. this. It just hasn't. It I hasn't come to fruition. At, at Timberlake over and over. But imagine if Nick Timberlake could give you like three of. Seven. I would love to know what his point per million dollars or or thousand dollar nil oh, deal is. Man. I'd love to know that. I would love to know that. Uh, real quickly, before we move on, I do want to get some audio. I did spend some time and clipped up some coach audio from this. So you want to hear self or Clubber Tang, as uh, John Rothstein calls him? Who would you rather hear from first? First? Uh, I kind of want to hear. I want to save the winners for last a little bit. I, I'd love to hear some self. Bill Self. 
first. Here we go. Yeah, we, we didn't play as well as uh, uh, we needed to play to win the game. Uh, we, we didn't show it uh, as much poise down the stretch, but it's going to be a hard game regardless. Everybody knows that. And, and uh, we did some good things at times, and then we obviously – they scored their last six points, I think, on offensive rebound rounds. One of them, two of them they earned. Two of them was from an air ball that just happened to land short that they got lucky on. And two of them Hunter tipped in. I mean, good gracious. So, so, uh, And then there at the end when Kevin missed the free throw, I thought it was so obvious that, that, that you know, they, they stepped in a full second early at least. And, and at least I thought they, were, they did. But give them credit. They played. They played. Uh, uh, hard and quick and athletic, and their little guards kicked our butts. And and uh, you know their their three are are averaging right at about uh, forty three points a game, and they got fifty nine or fifty eight on us tonight, and that was a that was a difference in the game. Uh, Bill Self talking about the three for Kansas State. Uh, that would once again be Tyler Perry, Arthur Kaluma, and Cam Carter, who go twenty six. 13 and 19 last night. <coughs> Sorry, uh, clearing my throat. Nonetheless, uh, yes, that was a great performance from those three guys. Uh, I, I There was a part in there that I clipped out, but it was like when they talked about Kevin McCullough's free throw and K-State stepping into the lane early and Bill Self brought for the official. He goes, they looked at me like I was Marv, like I was from Mars. That's what he said. That was in his quote. But uh, the, thing, the funny thing about Bill Self and his post-game interviews is the guy will just kind of just say, oh, "Lose this game." I don't know what what you know what happened up there tonight. And he'll just give the mic to Bill Self. It feels like, and Bill just goes on a tangent for you know a good three or four minutes talking about the game, and so you kind of have to clip up what's important out of that. But uh, that was Bill Self, disappointed, disheartened. I know I I don't know what Bill Self is thinking this year. I'm still he's I'm sure he's probably still thinking, "Ah, we're fine." You know, we're probably still getting up near the top of this league, but it has been really hard to win on the road this year, and. We don't have the team that I thought we would have. You know, I'm, I'm sure those are all pulsing through his mind and through his veins as we move along here. Uh, how about Jerome Tang? Or do you have a thought on Bill Self's comments there, Christian? I, I Not directly on the comments, but you said, I think we're getting sucked in here a little bit to that 24-hour news cycle overreacting to what's in front of you. Huge win for Kansas State. Huge loss for Kansas. Let's not forget that Kansas still is less than a week, uh, far less than, what, three days off from beating one of the best teams in the country who was buzzsawing through teams. And Kansas State, still with this win, is not exactly guaranteed a tournament spot far from it. In fact, you still need to, it's going to be a great 24 hours of celebration for Kansas State and a little bit of inward looking for Kansas. But let's still remember, Kansas State has a lot of work to do, and Kansas can look themselves in the mirror all they want, but a hard reset is not exactly what they need. They're still having a heck of a year and a, a heck of a couple of days for them too. Well, like I said, I, it's yeah, you're right. It's all in the moment, and that's where we live. We live in the moment right now. How about uh, Jerome Tang after the game? His thoughts. I had said that... Um, with this team, I hadn't quite connected with their hearts yet because they weren't playing for, f- with the love and the joy and the freedom that they wanted to see. And, and this week really, you know, I know it was a quick turnaround, but we spent a lot of time the last couple of days with the guys. And, and, and they, they're great guys, so they, they want to 
yeah, they want to do their best for, for their families, for the, our fans, for each other. And uh, I just was really proud of their effort um, today. And, I mean, you know, that was a great team we played against. And, but this place was unbelievable. It was. Right? It's unbelievable. And I, I say all the time, it's at least a 10-point home court advantage. And, and it, is, it is really true. I like Jerome Tang a lot, I do, but he kind of gives me a vibe a little bit, and I don't mean this in a negative way or anything, but he kind of gives me that, you know, I know something about, I don't know, just kind of that hippie kind of feel, you know, oh, I, the guys, they love each other, we got a great crowd, there's great energy in the building, it helped lead us to this win. We don't talk about Basel, we're talking about the aura of Bramlage Coliseum. We're talking about the guys togetherness. It's, you know, he never really talks a lot about basketball. It's always about the aura and things like that. And, and it's, <laughs> he just makes I me think, laugh a little I bit. I think you're just mad that he said 10 points from Bramlage and not six. No, he didn't say 10 points from Bramlage. He just said that. 10 points? Okay, maybe he did he say that. He said they spawn us 10 points. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not 10 points. KU gets 10, then you got to move you know KU up, then it's got to be 12 or 15 for KU then. It's not the same. It is arbitrary. Arbitrary. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, any final thoughts on this game before we get to break? Well, the, the final thoughts are what a huge opportunity here for Kansas State, who was staring down the barrel of uh, Elite Eight NIT finish. And now you've got a great opportunity and a tough team to beat in BYU. But, I mean, it. We, we cannot stress how dead in the water this season was. Four straight losses, and particularly your last two, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. You didn't look all that pretty doing it. This is a huge win, but you still need to make sure that you understand the context of it. Look around and say, we need to get a couple more. We need to get a better position here for the conference tournament. And if you can grab a couple in the Big 12 tourney, this can be a tournament team. A win like that cements it, and it gives you a huge, absolutely a it's it, Yeah, of course, every team can be a tournament team. That's what makes college basketball great. This is that year's team right now can easily be a tournament of team. Of course they can't. I'm not saying they can't. They play in the hardest league in basketball. So if you finish with a 500 conference record, yeah, you're probably be fine. But there's a lot of big time games still ahead, away from Bramlage Coliseum, including at BYU. You're going to have to win some of these games. And look, you played at home off short rest against a team that's coming off a humongous win. I am not going to put all my eggs in this basket and say, yeah, great. It was a great win for Kansas State. But I'm not going to sit here and say that that's the one that's going to absolutely springboard them into the tournament. They got to prove it the rest of the way. They've been okay. They got to prove it the rest of the way uh, as they push forward. I got to get to a text here real quickly. Uh, this is from listener Michael. KU just blanked the bed last night. Hats off to Kansas <laughs> State. This is by far the most mediocre team Coach Self has had since his first season with Roy's boys. And these guys have the potential, but just can't put it together yet. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they. I don't think I mean, they're they going to put it together on Saturday. I was going to say I don't. I think they have put it together. I just don't think they have enough pieces. They need more pieces. Kansas does. You there? But that. But, Let but, me be but, clear. I think this is an opportunity for Kansas State. That's what I called it, and I'll stand by that. A huge win, and that can be a big every resume team, booster. 
if you get a couple down the stretch. As long as you don't foobar up the first half of the season, every team has an opportunity. But every team also has an opportunity to screw up down the stretch to not make the tournament. So, yes, every team still has an opportunity, Christian. Every team still does. Ross, Ross, (laughs) sitting here yesterday, this was an NIT team, period. Right, I'm projecting projecting how the rest of the schedule would go. As am I, and I'm looking ahead saying they have a big opportunity here. And if they can – I mean, they have four ranked opponents left, four (laughs) non-ranked opponents – they can take three of the non-ranked and one of the ranked. All you got to do is grab a win or two in the Big 12 and got a shot at this. I think it's big not only because it's an opportunity for this team in what is essentially a rebuild slash reload, call it what you want, year that you can make the tournament. But literally 24 hours ago, we were talking about this team accurately at the time, which was dead in the water. Yes. At the time, because of the loss to Oklahoma State, they looked dead in the water. But we could have also said at the same exact time, if they somehow, some way, pull a rabbit out of a hat and run the rest of the table, guess what? They're in the NCAA tournament. It's the same thing here. Just because they had this nice win over Kansas doesn't mean they're going to go and win a bunch of extra games the rest of the way. You're right. They have the opportunity to, and they could very well do that. I'm going to sit here and say they're still probably going to come up a little bit short. I still think they're going to come up a little bit short. They're going to win some games down the stretch. But I think they're also going to lose some games down the stretch, and that's going to result in them coming up a little bit short. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, you're right. They could go down the stretch and certainly win more games than not and make the tournament. They certainly could do that, especially if Coach Tang believes that they're all gelled together now after this huge win and you know however he would try to describe that. They love each other, man. Great. Great. That's awesome. But... If you go and you lose at BYU on Saturday, then we're right back to where we are right now. See, that that's where I disagree with you. I can I think you can lose to one of the better teams and one of the hotter teams in the country in BYU and still be a net positive after beating that's probably maybe the true. hottest team in the country. Yeah. That's probably true. That is probably true. Yeah, I would get you there. All right, so that was a lot of fun. I could probably spend a whole hour on this whole topic. It's fun. <laughs> That's the best part. See, every game changes what the outcome could be for yeah. the season. Right now, you're sitting high. It's great if you're Kansas State. It sucks if you're Kansas. But you know what? They'll play more games, and we will see who's standing when we get to the end of March. Or, sorry, into the middle of March, excuse me. And then we'll see who's able to make it, it to the end of March. I think, I think this win helps Kansas State astronomically more than the loss hurts Kansas, if that makes sense. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Hands down, you're exactly correct. All right, let's get to a break. we got a full show ahead today because up next, of course, we've got a big rivalry game to talk about inside the Max Jones Fieldhouse tonight. Goodland and Colby, we will get to that next. Uh, We will also be highlighting one of Ross's favorite football players that uh, said he would retire uh, yesterday. And we'll also get to who got paid yesterday as well for the Kansas City Royals. We get to all that coming up in today's program. But up next, we talk high school hoops. This is The Blitz.